what would you say were or have been the origins of patriarchy in the African context? You see, the, the terms as we probably receive them today is, is so stooped in a Western dimension. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I, I, you know, I think we all are, are captured by that, but oftentimes it, it, it's, it's important to look into certain concepts, words, and, and see a different reality, not in and of itself, but to kind of find, well, what does that mean in our context? What does African patriarchy mean? Mm-hmm. How's that played out? Do we know enough of it? Um, so to that extent, it's, for me, it's, it's clear to be somehow definitional about that. And I think that from an African perspective or African perspectives, because there isn't just one, yes. um, you know, we've seen over history, um, or at least we've read over history, mm-hmm. the different ways in which that's played out. So, you know, the issue of societies that have dominant male figures mm-hmm. that have, um, you know, patrilineal systems mm-hmm. um have a particular persuasion, but that doesn't necessarily mean that the female aspects of society mm-hmm. were undermined. Mm. Doesn't necessarily mean that. What has happened, I think, when we look over history and, and kind of play it through the prism of what has become such a dominant part of African history, and that's, you know, slavery, colonialism, and so on, mm-hmm. we see something quite different. And I think that the distinction has to be made because okay. what has become of African patriarchy may not be what it was, you know, yesteryear before True. that kind of, you know, bridging True. good, bad, or indifferent through what has happened over the last 400 years. And I think that's really important to make okay. that, that, okay. that kind of distinction. Okay, I think, um, so you bring out a very good point that's, you know, colonialism, you know, way at the beginning of, of it very much. And the definition of patriarchy is very Western, you know, and mm. particularly for Africa. So would you strike any parallels between, uh, you know, patriarchy before colonialism and after? And this is perhaps even in the sense that the men were believed to have been the ones who went into the forest, you know, and, you know, to fight for independence, then during that period, the women were left in the house, isn't it? And they were left taking care of kids. Even if that's not entirely true, because we do have a mm. lot of powerful women who were warriors and they went, you know, they went and fought. You know, we have some in Zambia that were stories mm-hmm. that have been told in Zambia, stories in Kenya, you know. And Angola. Angola, exactly. So then um, I wonder, you know, does it, would you say that maybe perhaps men should have just fought for independence and then bring back the independence home? then the women were supposed to take it up from there. Because that was, that. if you think about the origins of gender roles, that's kind of where it started from. It is, yeah, I mean, look, looking back, you know, further back pre-colonial uh, history, and obviously we have sometimes a dearth of, of information as to, to what that looked like. Mm, mm. Um, but of course we have, you know, brilliant scholars such as Sheikh Kanta Diapu have looked into a lot of these questions. Yes. And what you're having are the ways in which our um, societies are configured um, varied. And these weren't certainly all um, patrilineal. Um, mm. We have matriarchal systems. Mm-hmm. And the question is, how are these societies blended? How are they blended with other issues of 
you know, societal stratification. Mm -hmm. And and so if we see ultimately a fundamental difference between, say, how Western societies were stratified, the question therefore comes when colonial colonialism comes in the way it comes, where there's you know a subjugation of what occurs in many of our countries. It's not a complete wiper, but a subjugation. True. What comes on top of the existing uh, paradigms? What came on top of them? And I think to, to answer that question, we also need to look at, you know, Western society. What were the Western uh, patrilineal or patriarchal systems like? Mm. What, what did they hold out for women at that time. So then when we come to look at a superimposition yes. of those types of structures mm. within Africa, we can begin to see, mm. okay, now we can understand some of the, um, the flows of how things developed uh, thereafter. Yeah, and, yeah. and I want to be clear about this because sometimes it's just kind of dumping. We can dump everything on colonialism. We can dump everything on slavery. Totally. And that's not necessarily the case at all. So totally. I don't want to present this picture that, you know, Africa, pre-colonial Africa was, you know, a modicum of perfection. That's, mm. not, that's not the point. Mm. But I think the point is that the way in which our societies are structured or were structured, the, the balance, the balances between matriarchal and patriarchal systems may well have been, and I understand them to have been quite different than what came about afterwards with the imposition of a colonial system, which was buying into its own systems Mm -hmm. within Europe. Mm-hmm. which were very mm-hmm. patrilineal. We know that. I mean, Extremely. women struggled in the Western world. Well, that's how feminism to. started. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. You know, the feminist movement and the first wave, actually, uh, you know, on women's suffrage, land rights, ownership, then there was voting, you know, all the way to what feminism has become today was actually led by those patriarchal systems that were, you know, quite on the extreme, if you think about it, isn't it? One of the biggest problems that we have is that these definitions we have for these terminologies are very westernized. These are definitions we inherited. Feminism Mm. in Africa, I believe, is very different from feminism in the West, isn't it? And even if we do have a lot of organizations that continue to be donor-funded by... Uh, uh, you know, fun donors and doni- and foundations all the way based in the West and the East and everywhere else. The truth is that our feminism is very different and our interventions to strike patriarchy are very different. So as a man, I'd love for you to tell us, what do you think is the role of patriarchy in modern day Africa? If there is a role even at all. So again, this is one of the vexed questions <laughs> on definition and mm-hmm. and how do we come to um take ownership mm-hmm. of the definitions mm-hmm. uh, and what as you said what is the definition is there a single definition in any event and mm-hmm. I, and i think that you know so for example growing up as i did in 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 a household where you know we had very strong matriarchal kind mm-hmm. of figures without doubt mm-hmm. you know I was brought up in a sense, understanding some aspects. Of, you know, I'm a man at the end of the day, so I can't say that um, I will understand feminism from a female perspective. That's that would mm. be arrogant and, and incorrect, <laughs> and obnoxious, extremely <laughs> exactly. incorrect. Yeah, but what we had was that concept of um, woman, womanness. Mm. You know, mm. um, so somewhat different than feminism. 
womanism, and mm. um, where you know some some concepts of um, nuanced struggles which related much more to the African or the Black African um, dimension was mm-hmm. much more seeped in that whole discussion of feminism, which of course. Um, to a large extent, as you've identified, has come out of a, a, a kind of Western situation. Mm. So that womanism, um, <clears throat> if you like, definition or that woman, womanism um, perspective. Mm. It's a form of in, feminism. Mm. Yeah, you know, brings in the nuanced, uh, the nuances of, well, there are specific issues relating to, to kind of black women. Yes. And which... Not just important, but integral to that whole understanding, and and in some senses creates a very different kind of understanding of what feminism is. I agree. So um, it, f- from from that perspective, I think is is yeah. No, no, please come come in. No, I totally I I agree with you because you know uh, womanism is you know it's, it's a social theory, isn't it? And it's primarily based on the history and you know everyday experiences of women of color. Yeah, and to be more specific, black Indeed. women, black women. And uh, it seeks to restore the balance between people and the spaces that they're in. So which is the balance for women and where they're planted, isn't it? Whether it's in Africa, whether, and even while still in Africa, whether it's at the workplace, whether it's in leadership, whether it's in the many, many numerous spaces that are not safe at all. So I hear you, but then the the truth is that womanism is only a type, it is a type of feminist or feminism. Womanism is a type of feminism. So then the big question then perhaps is why is it that feminism is always met with so much violence? Yeah. And primarily verbal violence. There's mm. so much violence, uh, you know, that comes mm. honestly from men and even to a good extent from women who one do not understand what feminism is who perhaps don't even know that womanism is a thing and that it exists. But even feminism itself is a theory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So all these things that we yeah, continue to be boxed into and could begin to kind of define what our lives experiences are individually, uh, you know, separately as a man and a woman, and then together as a man and a woman, whether it's in a relationship, whether it's there, it's in the institution that marriage is, whether it's in the community or the society, what does that, mm-hmm. you know, how do mm-hmm. we, how can we better understand the violence? You know, what is it that people do not understand? You know, what is it, what is, you know, like what is there in the definition of feminism? You know, like what can make a man properly understand what feminism is? Like you rightly put it, you've grown up in a community of matriarchs. Every single African man knows of a grandmother, knows of an auntie or knows of a sister or a mother who are powerful, isn't it? Who are known to be no-nonsense, you know? You know, if this woman speaks, she's spoken, you know? So what is the problem? (laughs) You know, like, why are we not able to bring Mm -hmm, this mm -hmm. to the greater level? Why can this not elevate what we put at home? Yeah, but that's a, that's a, it's interesting you say that. and, And I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be judgmental on how anybody has brought up their their boy children and so on because yes. I, 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 we're not there. We, yes. we don't actually know, mm. and we do know that you know, oftentimes, just like any form of ism, mm. the internalization of of a kind of 
uh, dominance or, or, or yeah, a dominant negative force mm. can sometimes be perpetrated even by by women, as we mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We know, like in FGM, I mean, it's the women who take the girls off to do, do this. Yes, yeah? yes. But of course, it's it's still a an expression of male dominance. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you know, I get that completely. Mm-hmm. And I think what what happens, what I've seen, if I can put it this way, is that you know that that educative part of how males are integrated into communities, and it's not blaming women. Mm. It's saying. As a community, mm-hmm. how do we bear the responsibility for ensuring not just feminism? And I want to pick up on what you said because you used a, a term, and I think it's 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 quite important here. Boxed. How do we box ourselves in? Mm-hmm. Do we come to this question from the kind of binary opposites, the mm. feminism versus patriarchalism, or, yes. or, or, or or what have you? Mm. Or do we seek to come to an understanding of balance, Mm. come to an understanding of um, how we symbiotically work together within communities. Mm -hmm. Because if we restore those things, if we have that as a vision, Mm-hmm. And I don't get me wrong because it's it's not the same as racism, but it's similar in terms of approach, whereby you, in order to even start the discussion of equity, it's like you have to raise yourself up. Yes, so yes. How can we talk about equity when, you know, the disparity, the asymmetries mm. are so stark? Mm. So I get that point. But I'm saying just like I, you know, I've said in interviews, looking at the question of of racism, which I am, you know, I'm virulent against, as as most, <laughs> you know, well-minded <laughs> people probably are, mm-hmm. um, is that what is our ultimate goal? Mm. Is our ultimate goal one of, you know, humanity, mm. as opposed to a black male, a, a black male, a black female dominance? Mm-hmm. That's not what we're looking for. Mm-hmm. We're looking ultimately for, um, in my view. Mm-hmm. And a quality that re- restores a balance around the idea of our uh, unique humanity, our universal humanity. Mm-hmm.